What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34, and tonight I have a very special guest. David Snow is in the building. How you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. Good to see you, brother. Absolutely. Same here. Uh, Thank you for for joining me. Um, Thank you for your openness to share your story and uh, be a part of this interview. I know it's late out there, so yeah extra special thanks for all my east coast folks when they come on i'm, I'm always feel a little bit bad because it is super late for y'all but uh yeah i just appreciate you making the time we're good we're good all right man um well for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show we do some intro questions some warm-up questions just to set the tone um i threw in a couple icebreakers in there just to keep things a little bit light in the beginning and then after all that that's when we jump into the main interview where you start choosing a number between 1 and 34. Sounding good to you, David? Sounds good. All right, man. Well, my very first question for you is how have you been? You've been uh, it's been a crazy year or a crazy couple of years. You've been doing well, you've been doing great. How you been, man? Oh, I think uh, I think everybody's kind of been on a roller coaster. Um, if you haven't, man, tell me how you did it. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, just like you, uh, started a new job too about about four months ago um, as a business analyst. So new role to me, coming from the service industry, going into the tech industry. Uh, so that was a that was a pretty big flip. Um, totally different work set. I get to work from home now, so which is really nice. Uh, get to be with the family. So I'm trying to figure out how to create that harmony in my family, right between work. Uh, family life, trying to take care of yourself with fitness, uh, trying to sleep, right? Um, so figuring that, figuring that out, crazy. I think everybody's kind of going through that right now. We've had the time to kind of do that right now. So taking advantage of it, taking the lessons that I can, doing that uh, shadow work, man. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, well, congrats on the new job, man. Congrats on, you know, try, trying to find that balance. Uh, I feel like I'm in the same boat with that as well. Um, for, for me, it's not so much. Well, I guess it is my time as well. Uh, but, you know, doing this podcast, uh, I've been trying to find a way to serve my community doing yep. something like this and then in the I, I told you I had a new job you know just recently the one before it um, you know I, it was a <laughs> I, I, there's a part of me that it hurts because it was a good paying job but it wasn't filling my soul so I had to kind of like find something which now in the mornings I work with with students and kids and yeah so serving the youth in the morning serving the community at night it it uh it's made me feel that balance um which i think everybody needs in their life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you had uh, mentioned about uh your mixed media development that that's your is that your side hustle or would you consider that your your main your main thing <laughs> oh no that's definitely so that's like uh that's been my vision since i guess Man, probably since start of high school, kind of learning about um, the first thing that pops into my hand, into my mind, is the um, the Venus Project. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It was down in Florida. I haven't. What, what's that? Um, it was. Uh, I can't remember the scientist's name, but man, that's kind of what sparked it. Um, ever since high school, I've, I've always thought about. You know, how can we actually create a community that 
kind of helps itself that that is self-sufficient um that doesn't have this other layer of you know kind of bs that we've created for ourselves like with the economy like the, the way we've structured it kind of has that extra layer you know what i mean um and we can kind of get rid of some of that we can we got to keep some of the economy yeah the economics of, of how we're all going to make uh transactions happen but i think some of it can we can just take it as lessons you know what i mean take it forward and so mixed use like mixed development is, is a big thing right now especially in asia um i lived in the philippines for about four four or five months um helping my aunt out there build a business and what i saw was like these mega structures like sm mall mega mall right but they have people living in there hundreds of people probably thousands of people living in there but it's a whole ecosystem you really don't have to leave the mall you can go watch the movie you can go watch or you can get food right you, you live up there but we don't really have that in america i'm not saying we want exactly that but i think we can create beautiful spaces that are useful um that can lend to innovation um that can create new future jobs um i think a lot of people are going to be displaced by automation that are going to be um put out by just you know like i mean get yeah, robots right um they can cook our food they can i mean they're going to be driving us around so what happens to all those people i'm trying to figure out do they how do we make money as a creative right what what can we do to provide value to society where we can still i don't know like afford the things we want whatever that looks like in the future economy so i'm thinking about use development um like if i can house my employees closer to their to their work it's probably better for them um i have i have a two-year-old and i have um one on the way <laughs> so it's like if we can do um on-site daycare it just makes sense um there's there's programs like that 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 already already exist in the corporate world um but that, i think there's just some things that i don't know like some things that corporate america doesn't address yet um like the human side of how things kind of work on the inside because there's there's corporations and, and we've I've, i've experienced a corporation where i go in and they say you know we really care about the company culture but it's pretty toxic in there and i think everybody knows like i could just say that and everybody kind of has an idea of what, what happens um so trying to solve the human part of business is the hardest thing and um i at some point want to take a big crack at it so that's like the whole idea behind mixed use spaces trying to figure out a maker space um we got to feed the makers you know what i mean like you got to house them um we got to create marketplaces eco spaces there's there's lots of um like smart city projects that are going on uh there's lots of um places that are just super uh super deep into the iot of, of stuff like making smart homes making smart cities solar cities all of that there's no reason why we couldn't do that in america i hear you so, yeah so but who's gonna do it <laughs> It sounds like you, man. It sounds like you and your and your team. <laughs> <laughs>
But uh, I was gonna say, so your vision is that like uh, like a really big building, or is that a city, a small town? What, what are you envisioning? So I've I've looked into it, and um, one of the most technologically advanced cities in to be built in New Mexico is called Site C I T E, um, and it's basically a ghost. I'm not even sure if it's built yet, but it's projected to be just $1 billion. So I know it's $1 billion, but in the grand scale of things, it's the most advanced smart city in the U.S. Um, and they, they're running all types of like smart um, technology tests there. It's supposed to be able to house 35,000 people. Um, so a place like that in New Mexico, the most advanced city where they're, where they're testing the most advanced tech, <clears throat> if it's one billion there, what if we did like a quarter of a million, you know, just testing it out with like a thousand people, a thousand employees, you know, see what we can come up with, what kind of products we can make, uh, what makes sense. Like for instance, <clears throat> this is like a four-year-old prototype. So uh, me and a couple of my friends, we made uh, solar powered backpacks, solar panel up top. You open it up, easy enough, just uh, two USB ports. Right, so you can, you're on the go. Uh, we learned a lot from this. Like we learned a lot from making this and what it was like to deal with uh, uh, outsourcing in Asia. And it was, man, it was crazy. So we learned a lot. We know we want to bring manufacturing back to America to control quality. Um, so there's like a lot of things in the works. It's all leading towards smart cities because it's you know like for instance the solar backpack that that just makes sense for the area we're in georgia there's the appalachian trails um solar power is going to be the future um if we can if we can power at least people's smartphones you don't got to do the whole tesla solar roof thing but we can power your phone you know what i mean like let's get some of the small stuff off of the grid and try to help out like Elon's Filipino cousin (laughs) (laughs) it might be it might be good business for Elon to partner with uh, you know something like that APA yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, hey he's got uh, isn't his patents open source we can make some little mini go-karts and solar powered (laughs) go-karts that sounds dope yeah in a a small little community just going around yeah golf carts or something yeah the golf carts you just put the solar on top right yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. Uh, I, I had never heard of the the site um, that you you C I T E. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious because it sounds like it would be S I T E, and you know it's mm-hmm. the site of the future or whatever. But uh, yeah, it, it makes it me. It stands. It stands for something. Uh, let, let me look it up for you. No worries. No worries. I wonder if we could visit or like, or is it like completely, you know, uh, secretive? You know, you, no one can see it. Like in. Do you know if it's know. privatized or if it's a, a government thing? I don't know. Because yeah. um, New I Mexico, scientists, yeah. at least the scientists are living there, right? So that'd be dope if you could take a tour. Yeah, yeah. Now we should do it. <laughs> Try to find out. I, I got to go over there and interview somebody. <laughs> Try 
try to find out what's going on um yeah actually my the previous job i, I told you about was uh i was working with with one of the self-driving companies um, oh, okay cool yeah and it's it's a crazy push out here in san francisco just because they feel like if they can tackle san francisco they could tackle any other city like oh, pretty yeah. easily um so yeah because self-driving man that's are you working on the on the um like the ai side of it no, no, I was a driver, man. I was there. Oh, you were the driver. I was oh, operations. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was a driver, and then I worked in the warehouse a little bit. But yeah, driving it, um, you know, just the the experience of like, all right, you got to tell yourself to let go of the wheel and put your feet <laughs> off the pedals and just let it do its thing. <laughs> then the first couple. It's not supposed to be there. Not to be there. How's it gonna handle it? Sweating. <laughs> Oh, we, we go through some thorough testing before uh, a driver's left alone by themselves in the vehicle. But uh, yeah, like I know when, when I had my trainers with me, that's like everybody's stressed out, you know, it's like because for the, for the trainers, they don't even know, like they have to trust you first and then trust the, yeah. they, they trust the car. They don't trust the driver. <laughs> uh, and, you know, that's funny supposed to keep it safe but safe means different for everybody too so mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a, it was a very interesting gig um and yeah I'm, i think they're trying to push it like in arizona right now um phoenix they already have like i think a 16 by 16 um area of city blocks that they operate and you could take driverless rides uh, like an uber uh, out there already uh, and they're trying to push it out here in san francisco by the end of the year which honestly i don't think it's ready but you know that's a <laughs> that's their thing and you know money talks so that's what they're trying yeah. to do they're trying to get real world data or <laughs> not i guess you can get data you can simulate that yeah, I, I mean, guess it's just uh, uh yeah i don't even want to speculate yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and honestly i don't know how much how much i can say before they come and try to try to come come for me but uh <laughs> all right man well uh oh awesome. did you find out any more things about the C oh, um, cit the center for innovation testing and evaluation so the center for innovation testing and evaluation for sure i mean everything is in this stage for innovation um, I don't know if you can actually, so there's a city lab, city properties, um, city resources, testing and evaluating the next generation innovations, um, and site services. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can actually visit, but that would be dope. They have an address, they got a telephone number. I'll, I'll give them a call tomorrow and I'll, I'll let you know what they say. <laughs> Yo, that'd be sick. If you can interview them. Who knows? Who knows? Hey, and, and you let, that was your lead. You told me about them. So, you know, I'll definitely we'll give you a shout we'll, out. We'll, we'll film it. I shot, I shot weddings for five years. We can go, we can do it. I'll bring all the gear. <laughs> That would be sick. That would be sick as hell, man. Uh, let's 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 see what happens. I'll, I'll give them a call first, and I'll, I'll let you know. I'll report back to you. See yeah, what they man. say. Uh, <laughs> before we go any further, man, I gotta let's get through these uh, icebreakers real quick. Uh, this first one is a one-word spelling bee. How how do you feel about your spelling skills? Oh, I'm terrible at spelling. Let's go. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, your word is gonna be. Presbyterian. Presbyterian. P R E S Pres Presbyterian? Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Oh B. 
press bid B E B E press bid T no B I T. I don't know, man. It's all B-E-T. good. <laughs> I don't know. You throw it in, know. you throw it in the towel. Yeah, man. I don't know. All right. <laughs> I suck at stuff. You know what I used to here? Here's why I suck at story. This is this is my story. I'm sticking to. When when I was younger, um, my the, back then it, it really wasn't. Uh, it was frowned upon to basically speak your native language, right? And Carson, like, if if you were if you were speaking Tagalog, you're a fob, you know. So my parents raised me to be English speaking. Um, I grew up. Um, yeah, they, they didn't really uh, teach me Tagalog. I wish they would have, but they didn't because they thought that they should Americanize me. And so when I used to do my spelling, my spelling words, I used to get them wrong. And my dad would whoop my ass. <laughs> and he would think that, uh, you know, the solution for, for me learning how to spell is to hold dictionaries out for like two hours on my arms. And they dropped, I would get an arm slap on that arm. And somehow through osmosis, I was gonna learn how to spell these words. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really learn how to spell, but I, I did get strong. You got strong, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was the real intention, you know? Maybe, maybe yeah. he just wanted you to get stronger. <laughs> yep. But damn, man, for spelling though? Whew. For spelling. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> That's Not rough. I, I can see why you're like, fuck spelling. No, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Filipino, oh, Filipino, Filipino Chinese dad. <laughs> yeah. That's a trip, man. Yeah, I'm a similar boat. You know, I came here when I was four. And uh, yeah, my, my folks were like, they actually wanted to t- wanted me to know, but they, they, they kept like, they, they, they kind of make me feel bad about it nowadays. But, uh, you know, when I was a kid, it wasn't like they brought it up to me like, oh, you should be speaking Tagalog. And um yeah, so I understand it still. I don't know, how about you? You still understand it, or I can understand it. Yeah, like I understand because they always spoke it, just not to us. I don't understand. I never even grew up understood why until you know they they told us once we were older. Like we just we want to Americanize you guys. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can understand it. Of course, you can understand when they're mad and all that stuff. Right? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I'm just happy I could still understand if someone's talking shit about, about me behind my back. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, I, I know I can't trust you now. Like, <laughs> if they try to tell me instructions, I can kind of get it. Um, I know if I'm talking to a call center Filipino, I'm like, thanks, Leah, thanks, thanks, Abit. <laughs> and they they feel good. They're like, oh, they do. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you hear their accent go out fully afterwards too. Yep. They, they get super comfortable. Which is dope. Which is dope. That's like part of the community, you know. I feel like yeah, man. All, every, every yeah. immigrant who whoever feels that way kind of like calls back, the, uh, you know, their their motherland and like that connection yeah. just happens real quick. Uh, but you ever get that thing though, where like at least for me, I, I feel like Americans don't see me fully American because I'm Filipino, and Filipinos don't see me fully Filipino because I'm I grew up in America. You ever yeah. get that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. How you feel absolutely. about that? Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those, I don't know, like, I'm, I've become such a creature of, of Earth, of, like, just trying to understand people's perspectives and, like, okay, I can see where, why you're coming to that conclusion and why you're like that. Um, so I used to get, I used to try to educate them, um, and now I just kind of sit with them or make a joke out of it, like, try, try to, try to 
open up the perspective, like, yeah, um, in the Philippines, they would steal me, you know, like, or they would try to sell me, or they tell me, you're making my nose bleed. You know, like, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, um, even when I was out there uh, helping my aunt grow those businesses, yeah, the, there was times where they knew that I was just the American guy. Like, that's how they treated me. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> no. uh, and then out here, um, I don't know, in Georgia, it's, I've had weird experiences, actually. Like, people think I'm Mexican. I've, I've had people, like, try to be racist to me, but they, they, they'll start speaking Spanish. And you're like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be quiet for I, now. It was this one time in the gas station, right? So they they were like following me, kind of just. And um, I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was doing at, at first. Probably just going in to grab a drink or something. And then I noticed that they were just kind of following me. So I did the whole like, let's see if they're following me. So because I'm in California, I'm not used to that, you know. And um, so I did. I walked around like the. I walked around one to where the drinks are. And then they were just like peeking. And then they did, they did the whole, um, uh, uh, what is it? How do you how do you ask if you speak English and Spanish? I don't even know Spanish. Oh, habla uh, espanol? Yeah, habla espanol. Yeah. Uh, habla espanol. And now I did the, <laughs> uh, I actually speak English <laughs> really well. That's, like, that's exactly what I said. Wow. And they were just like, oh. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and get a drink and uh, I'll be out of here. Wow. <laughs> that, and that was um, from the workers of, of the. It was a gas station, yeah. Yeah, it was a gas station. Um, I was at one of the malls over here. This was like three or f- no, it was probably like five or six months ago. Uh, it was my, I was there with my, my daughter and my wife and we were hanging out in the food court. Um, some lady just walks by me and, and sees that I have like I don't know what it was. She looked down at me. She looked down at my daughter and just gave me a. I'm like, whoa! I didn't do nothing. Just existing. <laughs> like, so that's like. I've had other experiences too in being in Georgia, but it's just weird. Yeah. I mean, like coming from California, where it really is a melting pot, especially for Carson. It pretty much is like, I mean, even, even in the Bay, there's a ton of Filipinos, um, but it's really mixed. Out here, I guess they just didn't see a bunch of Filipinos. I don't know. That's a trip, uh, man. Yeah. It is a trip. It, it's a trip, and even my wife got so heated. She was so mad for us. Like, you gotta go. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Twenty twenty one? Like this? What the? What is going on? <laughs> I know. I mean, that, that's that's some of the things that that definitely you know make me scratch my head. Is like you know still still that feeling of like you know people feeling like they're better than other folks, and <clears throat> I feel like that shift is happening. Hopefully, I'm not too sure. I guess it really depends on which which side wins. And uh, you know, like what, where the influence is going, but I, I do hope this n- new generation, like your your daughter, and uh, you know, your one coming up, they're, they're going to be the ones that kind of help change that narrative or like bring that enlightenment oh, yeah. to everybody. Um, so there's a collective awakening. You can feel it. 
that's what it feels like that's what it feels like man i have hope you know like as as much as uh as much as just as it's in our face right now and um because it's in our face we might be experiencing it right because they're just upset for whatever reason they just want to take it out on you at that moment but overall people are okay with each other like we're at an all-time high for peace as far as like you get people in a room with each other they're not trying to fight even if they do have um conflicting political views a lot of people are willing to sit there and talk about it so that's if you get them in one-on-one if you get them in a group they'll start you, you say one like tagline or, or a buzzword <laughs> Oh, they coming. Yeah, they coming. If, yeah. they, if they got, they feel like they outnumber you. Oh, they're they're coming yeah. for you. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> so, um, there there's a guy uh, who talked about that. He, he, the guy who actually, um, man, let me find out his name for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Michelle. No. Um, who's the name? Venus Project. Project founder, not Lorenzo Perez, but there's another guy. And it's down in Florida. You might might actually be able to. I know you can visit that one. It's like um, they figured out the whole aquaponics. They figured out how to create like cities in a in a certain fashion that that it just kind of makes sense as a resource based economy. Um, Sick. Yeah. yeah. Let me see. Shock uh, Fresco. John Fresco? Yeah, J A C Q U E. Uh, and then Fresco. F R E S C O. Jacques Fresco, uh, man, what a name. <laughs> yeah. 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 But he's like a futurist. Check out his, um, his project, the Venus Project in Florida super cool about re- like once i started learning about resource-based economies and, and thinking oh that's possible like we can switch to that if we wanted to um and people just think that's way too radical but like, capitalism's the best i'm like i bet some blend of it's the best <laughs> like i bet if we take the best of everything we've learned from zero to 2021 like we can come up with something pretty nice yeah <laughs> little, people think that's just too crazy I think they think it's crazy because they want that to happen like, like, like in a snap. When, oh yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When change is definitely like we work at it, and I mean I don't know about you, I, I consider myself a pretty impatient person sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think I'm not the only one. I feel like that's that's kind of the wave that right now that we're currently in, since a lot of things that are in our faces like instant gratification type stuff uh so we we have to break that habit first you know just so folks don't feel so discouraged or feel like it's impossible because it's not it's but it's gonna take some time and it might not be us but you know like for the next generation generation after which we kind of need to do because you know with everything with going on with the climate and uh you know social issues we we kind of have to we have to make those cha- gradual changes start now or you know it's just gonna get worse a little bit but yeah yeah uh yeah, I the did, whole climate thing it's crazy the climate thing man and i don't i don't think like 
we're aware of how bad they tell us it is but what are they not telling us <laughs> that can make it even seem a lot worse you know <laughs> are you um are you into uh do, do you follow space weather at all i don't and please please uh, uh drop some knowledge on me <laughs> uh so scientists have been kind of bickering about the cycles of the sun and whether or not that it uh correlates with um uh, like a quiet well they know we have a uh, a solar maximum period and, and a solar minimum period where, where it's kind of just like uh, either the sun's pushing out a bunch of energy or it's not um, and they think it's about somewhere like a, a 12,000 year cycle um, they've been kind of bickering about the the sun's effect on our climate and it just makes sense like if everything is Let's say the energy from the sun has to have some kind of effect on the earth. You know what I mean? And it's it's pretty hard when uh, when you're trying to think about it when when you break it up into little small pieces like they're doing, and it makes it hard to understand when they're like um, the sun. Let me try to think of an example real quick. Yeah, no worries. Because it gets deep. Like what they're saying is that the sun could release something called a CME, which is a coronal mass ejection. And it's basically just gonna punch a bunch of its energy um, out. It, it could be facing Earth. Um, it could face another planet, right? It just wherever it shoots off from. Um, the issue is we're in a, what's called like a season of, of CMEs. And um, if that happens and it happens to be facing Earth, uh, we could see an event where I don't remember the exact date, but the event's called the Carrington event. Um, and what it did was it pushed enough power through all the all the wires that back then the uh, the technology was telegraphs. So if you're wearing headphones, you got shocked. The the power went through it. Those wires caught fire. Um, and so every every copper every copper wire melted uh they they even knew that the cme was coming so they unplugged everything and there's transcripts of them on the uh the radio saying yeah it's unplugged it's still working <laughs> so, we, so we don't know when this is pointing towards earth and like when everything kind of just catch fire <laughs> Yeah, so everything electronic, right? Oh my <laughs> everything, god. <laughs> everything electronic. Um, and they're saying, you know, it's, it's not worth it's not worth super stressing over because that's an event that, you know, like it happens, it happens. You live, used to live in California, you worry about an earthquake every day? Like, not really. But well, I've been through the Northridge earthquake and that sucked. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, this one's supposed to be a pretty big event. So this is like, there's a lot of things that are going on with that. It, it's pretty deep. I'm trying to unpack it right now in my head to explain it. Oh, um, yeah, thanks for breaking it down in terms where a normal person like me can understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so from my understanding, the Earth's magnetic field is getting weaker. And that's why... I don't know if you've noticed, but they're saying that the sun used to be a little bit more yellowish in tint because we had a stronger magnetic field. 
now if you go out, especially in the LA sun, you see it. Like it's a little bit more white. It feels like it's hitting you a little bit harder because we don't have so much protection there. And if that's why they're saying like, they're having the big heat wave because that's just where the sun rays are coming in. Um, and there's stations being set up to monitor a pole shift. So the magnetic poles are, are shifting and um, that's gonna shift our equator. Um, so they're talking about big events like that. And I'm like, well, they're bickering about you know the timeline and they're trying to figure out when it's gonna actually happen. And they're debating if it's gonna happen as soon as 2030. Well, we're, we're supposed to already be in the period from 2010 to 2050 is the climax. And so within the climax, something's supposed to happen, you know? Um, people who are religious are calling it the second coming. Uh, people in the science community are just saying it's a natural event. We've done it 10 other times and there's evidence to show that. Um, so it's like, well, if this is the natural order of nature, then I gotta get prepared. Like we're the descendants of the survivors who, who survived it the other times. Yeah. So we like, yes, we're comfortable with the lives that we build. We have the technology and we're used to this comfort, but nature doesn't care about all of this. <laughs> <laughs> the nature. sun doesn't care that we got this going on. They're like, you guys gotten too comfortable. We need to, <laughs> we yeah. need to turn back time a little bit for everybody. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yo, man. So with these 40 years, it can happen. Or yeah. I guess it's, it's like that. Like, cause I can imagine the sun being so big. And if one of those, uh, EM, it wasn't EMC. Yeah, yeah. If if it if it like popped out one in it, it would take it, it would be a really small chance, right? I, I could only imagine it had to be like almost a pinpoint, you know, uh, CME for it to. Oh, they're pretty big. Oh, they're pretty big. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty big. Like, okay, so if you look at the sun, let's say let's say the sun is this big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the Earth is like. Earth is like the pen tip. Okay. Oh, okay. I got you. I got <laughs> so you. If it, so if it throws one out, it can it can cover like a big area. Oh, never and mind then. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were safe, but <laughs> <laughs> so um I know there was a close call like last week actually. It was okay. on the west facing limb. And it was so it was on, it wasn't facing Earth, but um it popped out and you can see it like wrap around the sun. And so we caught like the edge of it, but it didn't do anything to us. So yeah, there's, they're, they're saying that this is the moment. Like if it's gonna happen, it's gonna be when our when our magnetic field is weak, which is right now. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be an optimist and say, if that's so, that flare happens or the CME happens, it means that we're all gonna evolve into like these super beings with powers or something, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it'll be a different effect, and we all. I hope, man. <laughs> I hope we all become sun people. You know. Uh, so there's the, that's that's one of two events that's happening right now. Oh, what's so up? One, what's... one is the CME, and the second one I, I briefly mentioned, which is the uh, the polar uh, shift. So the polar shift is happening regardless of of if we get. They're just saying that that's very possible within the next, uh, let's say 20 years. Um, but the polar shift is happening for sure. And what that's gonna do, uh, like I said, is gonna, it's gonna move the equator. So 
um, I have like a map. I can send it over to you of, of what's kind of going to happen. They're saying that once it does happen, we're going to go into uh, what was kind of like the the Little Ice Age. I don't know if you heard about that. Like in 1770, I think, mm. um, was the last Little Ice Age. Um, so they're saying we could go into one of those. Um, it could last, um, I, I think it was like 30 years or 40 years or something like that. And because it's gonna, it's gonna move and then it's gonna switch. It's gonna go back. Um, but in that period, um, basically they said it's happened a bunch of times and just. Uh, the water I mean because of everything's gonna move right you're just a big ball of mass so things are gonna shift and the water is gonna cover a lot of Florida a lot of California um, a lot of other places coastal areas um, and even Georgia like there's it's pretty much gonna be the mountains uh, there's some people who call it the new valley of the sun because once the sun um, becomes white and uh, there's like prophecies of it. There's, there's all different kinds of references uh, to what's happening right now. And that's crazy, man. So <laughs> climate change, yeah, like that's that's how they pose it to us, right? Um, and it really is just climate change because they used to call it global warming, but that, in, but that meant like, that kind of came with that we were doing it, that we were doing the global warming. And then they're like, well, yeah, it's more like climate change because the whole thing is just kind of shifting. It's nature. Um, it's mother nature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we also we also know how to control weather. So it's like, how is that going to play in? How is our technology going to play into what mother nature is doing? Um, and you know, what are what are we going to do when the time comes? Uh, the people who know, they know something. The people who are ready to do something are going to do something. We're just going to have to, you and I are going to have to figure it out, you know? <laughs> what, what are we creatives going to do, man? <laughs> yeah. You got to get creative. <laughs> uh, we're, we're those hieroglyphics, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. We're... These are our artifacts of, of what was. So. I mean, I think this is, I mean, that's that's what I consider the podcast, right? It's, it's kind of like a messages or that's, that's the interesting thing about hieroglyphics to me is like, you know, those folks were trying to tell us a story or trying to tell us, give us some information, but we only understand it the way we can here. And what if we're interpreting them like with completely the wrong way? <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Um, man, well, Thank you for dropping all that knowledge on me, man, and all, all the listeners <laughs> out there. Leonard. And we'll, we'll be—I mean, I'll be thinking about it because we—we just had a like you, we mentioned about the earth. You talked about the earthquake, and you know, being in California, like I basically just sit around and really wait and like count, count the seconds of how how long I'm feeling the shake before I actually do something. Because you know, yeah. how some folks will be like, "Oh shit, they'll, they'll run out." But you know, every time, my whole life, it's been—I'll sit here. Okay, look at everything nothing's falling yep. and all, i'm like all right well i guess it's okay <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i can live through this one i'm good i'm good yeah, i'm yeah. good <laughs> y'all good yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all good you guys feel that no i slept through it <laughs> yeah man yeah so it's gonna be the same thing you get hit by the sun you're just gonna call the people you love to see if they're all right because it's it's gonna be tragic as hell like there's no denying that because they're saying like okay a fifth of the world is going to get scorched 30 seconds and there's nothing you can really do about that 
but to just look at it coming at you. And you know what's messed up? On, on the video that I was watching, it, um, on the on the animation, it just happened to be on the Philippines, and I was like, oh, oh why you gotta be there? Why you gotta be there, man? Why, why you gotta do that? God damn. No, that's, like, I hope... I don't know. I kind of hope it's the same thing with the the earthquake knock on wood where, you know, I've been growing up every year. They're telling me, oh, it's coming. This is the year. The big one's coming. (laughs) My whole life, they've been telling me that. So, you know, I hope it's 30 years overdue. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Uh, I am curious. You heard about the whole thing about uh, the theory that we, we... like we aren't the most advanced civilization that's been on earth and there was one that was more advanced like prior to you know like the dinosaurs like atlantis or like the anunnaki or i mean wait what was that second one anunnaki i don't know about that one you got i'm gonna ask you to explain that one to me but uh the one where like how can i describe this uh i had a homie kind of tell me about it and one of the examples he gave me was like the amazon rainforest right okay the soil out there is not native to to uh, South America, and it was brought over there from like people from Europe, and or okay. yeah. So yeah, like that's unexplainable, and how like the way the trees are out there, they're all in geometric shapes. You know, like the way they're planted are in triangles. So it's like this grid of triangles, and it's like what the fuck? Like <laughs> who who yeah. did that? Right? That was purposeful. You know, like I don't think um, you know that was by by random. So, and, but we don't have the data. We don't have the information of how all that stuff happened. But like the chambers of the Egyptian pyramids, like oh yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> the geometric shapes in there too, mm-hmm. and uh, how like. Um, there's this whole thing about how the Egyptians just found the pyramids. It just happened to be where they were because because the stuff that they put in there doesn't match the walls. Like, mm-hmm. the walls are all geometric shapes, but then you come in with, like, rounded shapes of our tombs and stuff. So it's like it's like they just found it and they're like, oh, let's go use this, this, this you know, as a tomb or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you've heard some those kind of theories but uh, in, in as far as like ancient civilizations oh yeah i'm super into that stuff yeah um, man like because <laughs> if we're okay we think we're intelligent right but only for really our time period um and some of us know a little bit more than others but really none of us really know what's going on right we really don't um <clears throat> as far as like advanced civilizations i think that yeah, they, they harness the world's power differently than us, right? Um, we might have figured out how to do electronics. Maybe they figured out how to harness other different powers of, of the world, you know? Um, they understood maybe the geomagnetics of it and took advantage of it, right? Um, they figured out just energy differently. So it might have been just different technologies, maybe, maybe super advanced, but not like ours. Just different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like magnets to me. Yeah, magnets are magic, but like you know, we only use them for like certain things. But damn, I think there's a lot of potential in magnets, but we're just not, yeah. you know, focused on that. Uh, That's like, everything. Magnets, and then how they used water, how they how they understood the atmosphere, all that stuff could have played a part. But we don't. It's not within our imagination at all because we weren't in those. Like we weren't in those time periods. Yeah, yeah. How did they do all the stuff that they did? You know? Dude. (laughs) Was it aliens? (laughs) 
Well, I mean, who 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 are we to say, right? Like, in Aliens too, someone mentioned to me like, what if we don't know what to look for? You know, so how could we know where aliens are if we're not looking for the right thing? You know, they could mm-hmm. be right in our face. Um, yeah, they could be, because they could be a four-dimensional being just right here, looking at us, like taking notes. Right like, <laughs> yeah. right, day, day, whatever on Earth. This, like, <laughs> this was real silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, and uh, like. As far as the records, right, like the the um, the stuff that we have to to connect. So, I'm I'm thinking, or my, my homie was telling me, like the ice age or whatever happened only really on certain parts of the planet. Like you were talking about the solar flare mm-hmm. might just happen, you know, 30% of the Earth. So then, if if the ice age happened and like there was this part of the Earth that was still intact, the people were still cool and they were still living their lives like normal, but they just didn't know on the other side. It was like, oh man, they're getting fucked up out there. Uh, So like, to me, more like ancient civilizations that we have more information on. Like I would say China is one of them. You know, they have like those ancient scrolls that- Yeah, because they walked on the the ice. Yeah, and they they might- they might have like documents that still like you know have recollect but we don't i mean i don't know i can't read it and i know the government out there is a little more tight-knit so maybe they're not just get putting out the information but like yeah i don't think china's the I only wish they one would. <laughs> I wish they would. and that's that's us like needing to get on the same page like like uh you know you're talking about being more aware of like being just being connected to the whole uh yeah like i think we're all world citizens um, but <laughs> we seem to, you know, try to stay separated for for some reason. I mean, there's a lot of cultural stuff that keeps us separated, but you know, yeah, I, yeah. I think I think we're still very, uh, uh, we, we're still very attached, to like our, our our lizard brain or our dog brain, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like that that um, just our barbaric, barbaric self back then animal instincts you know animal instincts yeah. yeah we still have a lot of it um i think oh, we could definitely see i think a good example is like look at comedians where it was okay to say like certain types of jokes during certain time periods but then they don't age really well because of the time periods different so yeah it's just different that's interesting man that's interesting oh <laughs> uh, I gotta let you know, man. We got about 10, 15 minutes left into the pod, uh, but and we haven't really touched any of the questions. Uh, but no, don't don't feel bad. I I definitely appreciate the times where a guest can come on and just you know, we'll shoot the shit. You you drop you dropped a lot of knowledge on me today, so I definitely appreciate that, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, man. We can always we can always just wrap yeah yeah uh and yeah for the for the folks out there who don't know it's the first time we ever meet so you know it just goes to show meet more strangers out there you never know you know what what could come up uh but i did let you if you don't mind i, I do want to tackle these uh warm-up questions oh forget about the riddle but uh my first <laughs> i guess my first question for you in the warm-up is uh what would you like the audience to know about you uh that the audience know about me that I'm just a creative trying to figure it out for other creatives like I think um, I'm really just trying to figure out how to set ourselves up so that we can make it just like how business people make it like 
why is it so okay to like throw your life into an unknown business degree but you can't be like i'm gonna be an artist and then there's there's no there's no real support or like in society it's just like you're gonna you're gonna be broke <laughs> like you're, you're crazy yeah, you know, <laughs> it's gonna suck you know what i mean it yeah. doesn't have to be like that because there's just no infrastructure to support um it's all like yo you got to pay me seventy thousand before i can try to help you with your career right it's not yo get that canvas let's try to do like a hundred of your paintings so you can figure out your style go take a thousand photos of that flower so you can figure out that lens like you know what i mean yeah go, go talk on that mic so you can hear yourself so you can hear your voice and get over it <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yeah no you're that's, right. that's what it, that's what it really takes right to be a creative you gotta you gotta like hit those those walls and those hurdles but have somebody to just be like yeah you you can do it and just guide you along and not make it such a negative thing right like like you, you yeah. said like yeah you're gonna you want to be an artist and they just slap in your face uh or anything creative yeah because yeah. you're gonna do it in business school too like okay i'm gonna be a big time trader what do you gotta do you gotta you're about to lose some money for that hedge fund <laughs> you know what i mean um it's it's all the same but for some reason it's just so bad when you want to be an artist you know what i mean like they're, they're trying to make it good with uh content creation but then the economics of it just is it doesn't feel good oh man you know? and yeah. yeah it's just it's not there it's not for the creator yeah oh, so I'm trying sure. to create that man i'm with it so i want them to know i want them to know that i'm trying to make it for the creator so that you can actually live your family life and do creative stuff like, why isn't that a thing yo man if there's anything i can do to help you out with this i i am all for it uh yeah because i i know too many artists who, who feel either i mean who basically don't feel supported at all and like mm -hmm. you kind of have to keep yourself going you got to stay motivated you got to be okay be by mm -hmm. being poor if you really want to be creative and if that's who you are and the world's telling you you can't be that because you're not you're not ever going to mm -hmm. get anywhere that's man it's just how many maker spaces are there how many how many co-worker spaces are there oh co-working there's, yeah there's plenty there's plenty of co-working right? spaces and yeah. a lot of them are empty they are they are <laughs> Why, why aren't there maker spaces? Why aren't they investing in maker spaces? They're the ones who create the content. They're the ones who market for the enterprises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think there's a, that's why I'm trying to do it, man. Like if, if they, if they, or whoever doesn't want to put the money towards it, I guess I got to hustle until I make something to put it towards it. Feel that feel that you are not alone man remember that if uh I, I can't i can't do much but if there's anything i can do to contribute to that vision uh let me know your voice <laughs> uh, hey if, if you could find a use for it I, i'm more more than ready to do something uh my uh, second question for you is if i were to if someone were to pay you a tribute how would you like to be honored so if i was going to tell myself today i'm going to do something in the honor of david what kind of act would you like done? Um, I want you to go out and just have fun, man. Like, uh, whatever. Here's how I define fun. If you can lose yourself in it, like, um, like you kind of lose track of time, 
you find yourself just having like real fun. Um, that's, I think that's the epitome of like life, right? Um, being able to lose yourself and when you don't, when, when I play with my daughter, lose myself, right? Whatever that is to you. That before, before having a family, it was um, doing flow, like flow arts. Um, I do like meteor hammer and rope dart. Being in that in that flow space, I, I do the fire dance. Like finding my space, I would want somebody to honor me by finding that for themselves. Because if you can do that, if you can find your flow state. Um, you connect with self completely differently. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not ultimately about me. Maybe that's the Libra in me, but it's not ultimately about me, man. <laughs> it's about you. <laughs> I hear it. I hear you, man. Um, and now we know. Now we know. I guess in, in your honor, we'll, we will we'll all try to find our flow state, um, which is hard. Which is hard. That's. If you're not taking enough risks, if you're not making enough mistakes, it's hard. It's a hard thing to find sometimes. Um, it is. Yeah. That's why it's important. Uh, and my last question for you in, in the warm up is: on a scale from one to ten, how well do you know yourself? Mm, the the first number that came to my head was six. Okay. Why? Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I've come into situations where where you know like you're not just well basically your whole area is is tested right and i come out just completely different and as a very analytical person i guess i i don't want to go above six because i think that um that next round will get me to an eight or a nine um so knowing myself I feel like I have a good grasp. I'm only 35. I feel like I'm young as hell still. Um, I feel like I got a lot to contribute to the world. So, but know myself enough to say I am who I am. Like, I don't think I'm there yet, man. I think I still work through a lot of um, shit that I went through growing up. Um, we all are. Uh, so, I'd say I'm a strong ass six. <laughs> for sure man for sure yeah yeah i mean personally for me i consider myself a five uh, just because man just because i like we, we talked about balance i feel like that's part of my balance and um i guess you know it's not that i don't know anything about myself and you know as i'm getting i just turned uh 31 this year and like i don't know if like crossing that threshold for you had the same effect but for me it felt like you know a switch kind of turned on I, I i don't know i mean everyone says there's a switch to turn on but maybe it's all in our heads and <laughs> reaching 30 just made me feel like oh, i'm old as fuck now and I, I, I can't keep telling myself oh uh I, I can wait i can wait now it's like nah i can't wait no more i gotta i gotta yeah. be doing something um but yeah that's, that's how it, it's kind of affected me but yeah five is a good number for me because i think there's a lot a way a lot more to learn um and yeah i just want to give give myself that space too uh, but i know there's folks out there you know who, who feel like they they know themselves a little bit more um, it's always just interesting to to hear it's yeah. one of my favorite questions you know the self-awareness question um 
And uh, a little follow-up to that is, what would you say is your favorite thing about your personality? Uh, overly optimistic, man. Um, I found, I didn't know how rare it was to be optimistic, actually optimistic. Um, and I think that plays a lot into uh, my, my analysis of things, where, you know, a lot of people... I'll, I'll tell you this snowboarding I've been snowboarding since I was like 11 or so um, and if you go back country and you think don't hit a tree don't hit a tree don't hit a tree probably gonna hit a tree but if you're going down and you're like just follow the path follow the path follow the path follow the path right um, you'll most likely just see past it kind of opens up and slows down for you um, and that's because I've tried to be optimistic, even about my ability. Um, even if I know like this challenge is probably gonna whoop my ass. But if I can try to do it the way I can do it and try to do my best at it, at least I'll learn something. Um, maybe I'm just super optimistic like that. I try to look at like the best in people. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably the best characteristic people have I mean, yeah, I'm 35, I got beaten down too, but I try to keep that optimism up because people need it. Um, I know that if I put out a genuine smile to somebody, like they receive it well, so I try to do it. I mean, I think people feel that energy, you know, yeah, no man. matter what. Um, and yeah, like there's fake optimism out there, right? Yeah, uh, you don't want to do that for yourself, that's toxic. Yeah, yeah, but... There's something about like really believing in it and really, mm -hmm. then, like you said, you did the you analyze things and then, but it's still you, you still can can see the bright side and that's a uh, rare, um, more rare than than we probably realize. Because I guess when we're kids, it, it feels like every we're all optimistic. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot less, but then as you get older, you can definitely see. Get beat down. Yeah, man, that's life happens and. Um, yeah. Yeah, one of my, my sayings is uh, you either get better or you get bitter, you know, or you, you grow bitter or grow better. Um, and yeah, like for the folks who get bitter, it it's tough to see because like you kind of want to help them. And like and the best thing we can do is pretty much just give that genuine smile or share that energy. But, you know, ultimately it's going to be up to the person to, to really make that, that mind shift in, for themselves. Yeah, because they got to see it for themselves. Uh, something powerful is um, you know, the truth can't be told. It can only be realized. And yeah. so <laughs> it's, yeah, you, you can tell somebody all day, like, look, you got to do this. You got to do this. Like, you'd, be, you'd be so much happier once you do this. But until they actually do it and they're like, oh, yeah, I actually feel like I should have done this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. sometimes, sometimes it's ourselves. Sometimes it's ourselves oh, yeah. telling us like, you know, you need to do this. You need to do this until, <laughs> until it gets to that point. Uh, but yeah, I, I do want you to choose at least one number. Uh, where, okay. would, where would you like to go? Easy, medium, or hard? Uh, let's go with the hard one. Uh, okay. Let's go with uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four. Would your teenage self be proud of you? Um, 
with my teenage self, like 15, 16, what are we talking? Eight. Let's go 16. 16 is a, a good number. Where was I at 16? 16, <laughs> I was, dude, I was a professional dancer. <laughs> at 16? Yeah, I was doing uh, Polynesian dancing. Um, I was running a, um, yeah, we, we, I was in like three different groups basically. And uh, one in Carson um, that we ran, uh, it was called Poyirava, so the Black Pearl in Tahitian. Um, and then I went to another studio that I originally learned from, uh, which was Tecurio Nui in Costa Mesa. And then the, the owner of that group, his name was Tuco. His brother owned a really big group um, in Anaheim area. Um, and that was Hitia Otera. And so at that time, I was basically dancing my entire, yeah, like that was my career at that point. I was doing fire dancing and uh, Tahitian dancing. Uh, doing like, I used to get paid like, Five hundred dollars for three, four minutes of fire dancing. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that, yeah, that was huge yeah. money too. Back in yeah, yeah, sixteen. <laughs> You're like, I keep uh, doing this. I'll, I'll do this every every day. <laughs> sixteen. I was. Uh, I think we also competed in Hawaii and um, yeah, yeah, Hawaii, Honolulu, and do. That year we swept every category, got first place. So that, so 16 versus me now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, would, would, yeah, you, yeah, six, yeah. would you have ever imagined that at 16 to, to be where uh, you are now? To be honest, I think I'd be really proud of, of my mindset now, but I thought I'd be a lot further. Mm, Only oh. because back then I was just, I think I was at my, I guess, you know, I was surrounded by great people. I was surrounded by people who were doing big things and I thought I was on that trajectory. And uh, you just find out being an entrepreneur, man, it is not a straight line. It, it Sometimes it doesn't matter who, who you know. It, it really depends on, sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's timing. Um, a lot of factors go into it. Like Silver Backpack, that's an awesome idea. Um, but the mechanics of how it was working out just didn't make sense. The, um, the partnership fell apart. Like there's all kinds of factors uh, the best idea doesn't always win, right? And so, yeah, uh, I, I'd be super proud of who I've developed myself, all, all the work that I had to do to try to have this mindset. Yeah, man, I'd be super proud of that. Um, something I wouldn't be proud of in my 16, like there's things there there's always going to be those moments where you just don't show yourself the best of yourself uh some parts of my navy career just <laughs> being a stupid sailor you know yeah. what i mean like around the world <laughs> yeah, yeah. um so yeah man i've had a i've had an interesting experience as far as like walking through this this life um but the but the mindset thing is is the biggest because I feel like if I didn't do that type of work if I wasn't uh, willing to go through all that hard crap then I don't think once I reach that success that I think I should have had by now um, 
I don't think I would have appreciated it properly because that's that's just like that. Even just saying that out loud sounds like entitlement. Like I should have had that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like well, I should have been there uh, by now, right? As if I deserved it. Um, mm. So yeah, it's yeah. You, you just gotta take it, and like Steve Jobs says, it. Once you look back, it'll make sense. And every time I've done that, it's like, okay, yeah, it does make sense. Why I had to do all that. So. I hear you, man. I uh, I thought I was gonna <laughs> retire by the age of thirty. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm gonna be good. I, I got, got this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Never letting it go. Uh, you know all that stuff, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Hear you. And um, well, we made it to the concluding portion of thirty-four questions. Uh, but before before we get to the, the final questions. I've been doing this new thing with my guests. Uh, it's called the 34th mantra, where I will ask you to fill in this, uh, this little phrase, which is, I am, I can, I will. And then you fill in those blanks. So I am blank, I can blank, I will blank. How would you fill okay. that out for yourself? I am light. That's the most natural one that comes to me. What's the second one? I I can. I can. I can do damn near anything. <laughs> and the last one's I will. Um, I will be willing to take things as they come. That's kind of how I take it. For sure. And uh, if you ever need a reminder, now you got yourself a soundbite of yourself, kind of <laughs> like letting you know. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, moving on to the final questions, man. This next one is from my previous guest. Uh, shout out to Kelly for your for your question. And she would like to know, what do you believe uh, you can do to achieve world peace? To achieve world peace? I think in order to achieve world peace, we'd have to bring people to a place of understanding. Um, I think it's it's been seen in studies that um, the reasons why we fight are because mostly just because of misunderstandings or because you have something that I want, right? Mm. <laughs> so how do you achieve world peace? Um, it's not necessarily give everybody what they want, uh, but you got to get everybody to a place of understanding because it's, we can we can try to respect each other like we can have all the different religions we can have all different viewpoints in America we don't necessarily kill each other over that stuff right like some people do but the majority of us don't <laughs> um, so world peace is going to mean Elon's, Elon's got to get his uh, Starlink up so that we can all get connected, right? So we can start talking to each other. Um, Jeff Bezos used to do all the freaking um, rockets so we can start traveling the world faster so we can have commerce. Uh, Richard Branson needs to do the Hyperloop so that he can make those super fast uh, trains and it's basically a conveyor belt around the world. Um, who else is doing big stuff? You know, like, all, all of that needs to come together so that we can just basically start to meet each other. Um, social, this, this, this is great, but we lose a lot of um, 
the human connection, right? You need to be with somebody, you gotta feel somebody's energy. Uh, and we've gotta be able to interact because how else can you, you can't really learn empathy. I don't feel like you can learn the full uh, force of empathy through a computer screen. Uh, uh. So we gotta create those spaces. And that's why I think step one to world peace is these maker spaces because most people are happy when they're creating art and uh, we can come to an understanding. It's it's a mutual language, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, that's definitely, you, you'll be playing your role and we all got to play our part, you know, to, to achieve it. So, yeah, I, I feel it, man. That's the Libra in me. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much weight do you put into astrology? Like, if you were going to put some weight into it? Um... So it's interesting. So that 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 question is gonna be heavy. It's loaded because sometimes I feel like, okay, if we're just energy, if we're just vibrations of atoms deciding to stick together and make the David, right? <laughs> um, you know what what uh, what can affect that? Um, if we're all just energy what can affect that am I just affecting it because of my thoughts because of my actions um, how am I keeping it together how are you keeping it together um, there's yeah, there's just so much to it um, so state the original question oh, uh, I was asking like how much weight would you put you would into put to astrology yeah, yeah. so um, I got really into like birth charts and all that stuff and, and looking into it. So knowing your exact, uh, your exact birth date, your exact birth time and how that correlates and all that stuff. So knowing, uh, you know, your whole book, have you, have you seen your birth chart? Uh, have you done that? I've, I've looked it up and I'm, I've heard, you know, your rising, your rising sun, um, and, and different parts of it. I, and I know I've, I've, I've like checked it up on the site and kind of read through it. Uh, but if you have any resources as far as like maybe a site that you feel is more, um, you know, more credible, uh, feel free to share so I can check it out. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to tell. It's so, hard to tell. <laughs> here's here's my thing on it. Like, if if I want to believe in astrology, that means that um, I believe that because of the way that it was aligned, at some point had an effect on uh, my personality, on my stardust, right, on my frequency of how I'm gonna play out. Uh, how my song is going to resonate. Um, and if that's to be true, then I have to um, accept that whatever is happening currently, cosmically even, is going to affect me as I go on too. So it can't just be my birth chart is set, right? Mm -hmm. It has to also be that current events and what's happening in the present is going to also affect me. So... Like, how much weight do I give to it? Some. Um, I would say that when I read descriptions of, of a Libra, um, I definitely knew when I was underdeveloped and I tried to look at those areas and develop myself. Um, and so I think it served as a good, uh, like, you know, guide. Um, Interesting, yeah. No, I don't know necessarily that it's, you know, 100% true. I also have my parents who are like, yeah, if you don't, ask permission to go to go past this tree you're gonna end up with wards 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so there's superstition in the back of my head. There's religion. Um, just to give you a, a super brief uh, background of, of like my religious journey, or my I'll call it my spiritual journey. Um, my my dad um, was a very bad Mormon. My mom was a pretty good uh, Catholic. And so I grew up in that household and I was like, yeah, I'm a little confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go to every church. And I ended up doing that starting from when I was like 16. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm like, yo, I don't know what's what. Um, I think I'm going to go atheist and I'm going to go go to every single church and find out what's what. And I went through this whole thing. Uh, but now I ultimately landed where I'm, where I'm at now, which is pretty much like a universal um, mindset. Um, I've kind of taken from all of the experiences that I've learned from. Um, so, yeah. Gotcha, How much weight do I put to it? I don't even know, man. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. I mean, I think there is some weight to it because uh, someone told me it's like one of the oldest things that people have studied is, is the stars yeah, and how it affects us. So there has to be some weight to it. I just don't like how, you know, when it starts trying to be about money or influence or you know, any yeah. of that extra stuff. But at its yeah. purest, I think there is some way to it. Uh, yeah, same with you, man. To me right now, God and the universe, synonymous. If I'm, mm-hmm. like, you know, speaking to God, I'm speaking to the universe. And, uh, yep. yeah, so. So, no, no. Like, uh, it's, it's always good to meet somebody else on the same frequency, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> when it yeah. comes to it. Uh, you step aside. You start to see the patterns, man. You start to see it, and you're like, I think it just kind of makes sense. Um when I was in the deepest part of my atheism of like, there's nothing, I'm gonna die and it's zero. Um, somebody threw up like a, uh, a thing about um, about the multiverse at me. It was like, mm-hmm. Yo, you, need to, you need to look at, you need to look at particle physics, you need to look at um, quarks and what these things are. And it'll, it'll kind of shift and you'll start to see the math of the universe and like, that there might be something there to it. I mean, even if it is 50-50, at least you'll feel better about your journey and you're not so angry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'll look at it. Uh, so, I'm, I'm, yeah, man. I'm sorry, we about got like five minutes now. Um, okay. But I did want to, you talked about the multiverse and I have this theory where I wish like some NASA folk or some scientist comes to tell me like, you know, their perspective on it. But they say our universe is ever expanding, right? Like it just keeps going. <laughs> I think, however, you know, when it comes to parallel universes, multiverse, uh, the multiverse, what if it's like a mirror where we do have ends and they just reflect off each other. So it looks like it's forever expanding, but really there is some kind of edge to it, which, you know, we don't know and we may never know. But Well, they say that there is some kind of edge to our galaxy or to our, to our universe. Um, and, and who knows? We won't ever be able to actually reach it, right? It's just too far. Yeah. Um, also, same thing with time. Think about time. Like, what what's the probability of time ending? I mean, what was, what was time before we called it time? You know? like, yeah. 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 Man, because like, even if it's we're done, it's not like time is done. But what happens if time just like stops right oh. now? What do we just? <laughs> what are, we, are, are we all just like waiting? We're like, should we yeah. keep going or should we stop when time stops? You know? Somebody put another quarter in. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> man, um, 
Ah, man, well, we made it to the final question. I, I, w I do have another one, but since we're running out of time, I'll just uh, DM you and get your answer for it. It's basically, uh, what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions? So feel free to shoot me that in a message um, just so I'll have it ready for the next person. Um, but my last question for you, man, the question that ties everything together is, you know, 500 years from now, our descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? Five hundred years from now. Yeah. Um, somewhere along the lines of it was unnecessary. <laughs> it was unnecessary to do all the uh like I almost want to do a, a between the message between to the whole society, or you know, even just to us. Like five hundred years, I feel like I feel like I'll see myself. We're gonna be we're gonna be immortal in like thirty years. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> if we are there. And honestly, I'd be like, okay, well, if, if we're immortal, there is no excuse for no, any of us not to do anything with our lives at, at yeah. that point. We, we we better be doing something. I feel like, you know, some people give up because they, they know there's an end. And like, you know, it's like, what's the point? Um, but if we're immortal, then there's there's a much greater purpose for, for, for us after that. We got to figure out overpopulation at that point. <laughs> I'll just go interplanetary. Send them off to other Interplanetary. Yeah, I, yeah, I like man. the sound of that. I like the sound. <laughs> what would I tell myself in 500 years? Um, I would say, just take take care of yourself. It was, or be patient. Um, the human side of things is weird. Like it's, <laughs> you got to give yourself some kind of grace because. You don't always have somebody there to tell you how to get to the next next best step, right? You might know for yourself what a step is, but try to be willing to listen to other people for for the next best step. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, and any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here? Um, I appreciate you. I appreciate your mind, man. I see where you're going. Um, I appreciate your efforts towards making a community that's, I mean, we're having an open, honest conversation and that's, that's a great thing. So right on, man, right on. And, uh, you know, likewise, uh, definitely appreciate the energy you brought and, you know, just, yeah, man, like you said, we, we had a great conversation, you know, two strangers just, just linking up. Um, yep. but yeah. Uh, I hope we could do it again. Uh, we didn't really get to go through it all, but if you oh, ever... we'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. we'll go through all the, go through the meat of the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. There's no rush. Um, I'm just glad you're able to be a part of this uh, part of this. I don't know project journey. You know, I'm trying to bring everybody together, and you know, my whole goal. Well, not it's not my only goal, but one of the aims is to get that Guinness World Record of uh, most people interviewed. And that means I'm going to have to have that list of all the folks that came on. And, you know, you will be a part of that list. <laughs> what's, the, what's the number? Dude, there isn't one. I looked it up on the oh, website. <laughs> like, no one's claimed it. No one, like, has that as the, the most ever. Or So, in my head, it's just like, I just got to have the... I got to do it. Provide oh, you said the, in the bar. 
provide the proof and just be like well and could anybody match this right now like <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah so since since it's not official it's not out there i'm like all right well now nah, i could i could go for something here um that's we'll dope we'll see that- <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, for the folks out there, uh, I want to thank y'all too for tuning in. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or uh, watching on YouTube, appreciate your time as well. If you liked it, please like it. If you loved it, subscribe and share it. Uh, would be dope. Uh, remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Um, all right, man. Uh-